Did you miss us? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, we're back at it again. How's it going, all my friends? Yes. We are back. It's better every week. You know what I'm saying? I doubt that, but I don't we are back. We're in <laughs> full effect. We missed y'all one week. Yeah, we did. You know, things, they, they happen sometimes. Yeah, hey, hey, but... <laughs> You know? That's in the past. We're back, baby! And we got so much to get into. So much to We've get into. We've wasted 30 precious seconds of this show in our intros that we could have been talking about all the stuff we got to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we going to kick it off with the beginning. Uh, let's start with Monday Night Raw from last mm-hmm. week. Um, I think the major parts of that um, starting off would be... Uh, Lana Rusev, Bobby Lashley. Good lord, I'm not. I'm already not looking forward to this one. You know, I realize you. Know, I should probably give it a chance. I don't want to give it a chance. I don't want to. I think they could have came with. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Lana and Rusev are having problems in real life. If they are, this is way worse. It, it, it is. You know, I think it'd be better. You know, if it uh wasn't, if they weren't having problems in real life, you know, I hope they're not having problems in real life. Obviously, you know, we, right. nobody wants to see a, a marriage split up, and this would be a really you know scummy thing to do if they were. But yeah, I guess you just gotta hope that they're not. You know, then then it's just an act. Yeah, that is just a storyline because yeah. who wants to watch their ex wife or previous wife mm-hmm. kissing another guy, gloating and all that shit like. They've got a team of writers, and they couldn't come up with nothing better but a fucking cuckold storyline. Where did you hear they were having problems? Uh, online, I saw that Lana was posting that she's moving into her new apartment and all that things. And I didn't see Rusev in any of the pictures. Oh. So it's making it look like she's moving out on her own. <clears throat> oh. All right. So I don't know if... You know, they are having problems or not, or they're just moving into a new home together or what the case may be. But uh, online, she's posted pictures of her moving to L.A. Basically saying that, uh, you know, when she started, she came with like a couple dollars in her pocket and a suitcase. She basically had nothing, barely knew that much English. But, you know, this is where she's at now, which we're proud of her for. Yeah. Yeah. But... If this storyline has anything to do with the real life, then it makes it ten times worse if they are having issues. Most definitely, most definitely, that'd be uh, that'd be kind of scummy in my opinion. You yeah, know, using in a storyline and everything. Yeah, that would be wild. Yeah. Um, King Corbin. I'm digging Baron Corbin right now. You know, I really do like King Corbin. <laughs> They're <laughs> not like- making him look that good as of late i mean he's lost to chad gable by dq you know what i'm saying making it seem like he can't beat him and but i do like the crown and yet through it all the man still manages to hold on to his heel heat yeah he does okay he still uh, finds a way to stay irrelevant and everything i find that to be pretty impressive i do too i mean i think that baron corbin's one of the 
hottest heels on the roster right now. I think so, too. No matter what he does, people hate him for it, and that's the type of heat that you want. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is where it keeps Chad Gable, you know? It gives him something to do. To latch on to. Right. Because without it, where would he be? Right. Back off TV again. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what'll be happening with that? Yeah. But um, with the with King Corbin doing what he's doing, and then um, you got the Team Hogan, Team Flair thing. Not a very big fan of this one either. What What are your <laughs> What are your actual feelings? Oh, well, you know, I think it's just something for Crown Jewel to do. You know, it's uh, something to get a uh, Flair and Hogan there, get them involved. And the show, you know, they want the so, big. They want it to be some big show. So it's Crown Jewel held in Saudi. Yep. Okay, so we got Crown Jewel in Saudi. A way to get Hogan and Flair to fly to Saudi, pretty so much. they can pretty much give them their boyhood fantasies of having Hogan, Flair, and you know the older guys that are still alive, while mm-hmm. they can go over there, and um, for a team. Uh, Flair, so far, we've got Randy Orton and Baron Corbin. For Team Hogan, so far, we got Seth Rollins and Rusev. So it seems like they're trying to put Rusev in, like, a prominent spot. Yeah, he's a face now. Was he a face when he left? I believe he was. I can't remember. I believe the last time he was face, it was was Rusev Day. No, he wasn't face when he left because it was him and Shinsuke whenever he left. Remember? Yeah, they were partners whenever he uh whenever he was last time he was on TV. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so he was transitioning face. back into the international heel. Right. Which which it seems like <clears throat> Rusev at one point in time was the most popular person on the roster. When Rusev Day was around, Aiden English was over. That's because you know he had Aiden to hype it up, you know? I, I think it was more of Rusev giving Aiden a hype up of something to do. You I know what I mean? Because uh, Aiden wasn't doing anything at that point. True, true. And if it wasn't for him having Rusev to latch on to, to be able to scream out Rusev Day, we remember Rusev had the ceremony, the whole thing, and mm-hmm. he and then he just had Aiden English to be his singer for the ceremony. <laughs> right, you know. And I think uh, Aiden did that job pretty good. You know, it was Rusev's hype oh, man. Oh, no, man. That was amazing what they did. Yeah. He did that almost as good as Sandow being Miz's stunt double. Yeah, that was, that that was, was a really like, good one, too. That was coming from the ashes of having nothing and being the most popular person on the roster. People loved People Miz Dow. People loved <laughs> Miz Dow. People loved, loved him, and they loved Aiden English and Rusev Day. They it, loved it worked, Rusev Day. It know? really did work. And like I think, as you say all the time, for some reason, it was Lana's bidding that kind of did it away. Well, I think I've made it pretty uh, clear on the show that I'm not a very big Lana fan. And after, you know, Lana gets involved with Rusev and Aiden English, you know, I think that's really did. I think it really is what uh what put it away. You know they were doing fine on their own. You know Rusev they really were. And in English, and then they bring Lana in, and Rusev Day dies. You know, Rusev Day did happened. die. It turned into Lana Day. Good lord. You know what I'm saying? And Don't look up your own ideals. Yeah, the the focus kind of shifted from being them as a tag team mm-hmm. and as Rusev being the head of this kind of faction. 
to Lana being the main part of the storyline and uh, her saying Aiden English tried to hit on her and right. all of that crap. You know what I'm saying? But Not a very big fan. They're trying to put him back into a spot, but they're using this storyline with Bobby Lashley that's... I don't think it's going to work the same. Like, they captured lightning in a bottle with Rusev Day. I doubt it gets any better or anywhere near what it was. What it was, yeah. You know? Because I think it is that, uh... When, uh... I think Aiden English is the X Factor here. I mean, Aiden has good mic skills. Yes, he does. And lastly, he doesn't have the mic skills Aiden English has. But he is a good, um... What do you call a person that just keeps digging and digging and trying to piss you off and just getting under Instigator? people? He's very good at it. He's yeah, really, he's really good, good at, at it. And I can say that much. Like, he is a little cocky bastard. He can, like, <laughs> smile at you he's and piss you bastard. off. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> cocky bastard. Yeah, I get he it. He can smile at you and piss you off. And, hey, guys. Hey, Rusev. <laughs> look what I got. <laughs> Yeah, I understand, you know. You're going to come and get it? And I, you know, I'm willing to uh, give it a few weeks before I completely decide. But at the moment, I'm not a very big fan of it. Uh, well, we'll try to see where it goes from yeah, here. Yeah, see where But it let's goes. keep the ball rolling. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we got so much to go through. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's talk about the world premiere week. Let's talk right. about uh, NXT, AEW, Wednesday Night Wars. Shit got cracked off. Very exciting. They went at it hard. Uh, Let's start with NXT. I think NXT really showed off their big guns. Yeah, they They went out there and they 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 showed out, man. Like, oh, yeah? Y'all want a war? Fine, we're going to give you a war. And then they went out there and they... They did overboard. That's what they did. You know, they showed out. They pulled out all the stops. And they definitely won the first night, in my opinion. He definitely won the first night. Uh, Matt Riddle, Adam Cole kicked off the show. And I'd be damned if they didn't set the house on fire. Not a very big fan of Matt Riddle, but him and Adam Cole did have a pretty great match. Man, they have chemistry. Yeah, they do. You know, don't get me wrong. Matt Riddle is a quality wrestler, okay? It's not the wrestling skills I have a problem with, man. It's the bro thing. Good Lord. Every three seconds, bro. Uh, The floating bro. bro, The bro to sleep. Everything else to have a bro. Bro mission. Give me a break. It's annoying. I I really wasn't on board with Matt Riddle either. But um, the match that he had with Roderick Strong was what Sold me with him as a competitor. Yeah. And now this match that he had with Adam Cole sold it to me as a character. Absolutely. It definitely can work on both sides of the spectrum. Uh, he is a great character. He is a great uh, wrestler. He has the chops to prove it. I hear he's not well liked in the back. But that's because he's taking shots at all these legends with yeah. Goldberg, and I believe he did something with Taker, didn't he? Uh, something like that. The match with Taker and Goldberg. Yeah, the match with Taker yeah, and Goldberg. Yeah, he kind of shitted on it you know? and all that stuff. And being uh, a young up and coming guy, you you definitely got to show respect to those who paved the way, yeah, you especially do. when you're in the locker room with the guys who paved the way. Yeah, they don't like that that big mouth stuff. No yeah. way. All that shit has definitely got to slow down. But as far as Matt Riddle being able to make it as a champion, I believe he definitely could. And now I believe that because I didn't before. 
I can maybe see mid-card champion. You know, I'm not completely sold on the whole main eventer thing. Well, but that's I'm, just me. I'm saying not if you give him the belt right now. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. he'd be re- yeah, he'd be reckless with it right now. Yeah, you know, he'd come out, he'd be extra cocky in the back, he'd be extra mm-hmm. cocky on TV. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So give him a little time to marinate. Him, yeah, I'm saying give him some time to see what it's like. And then become the veteran, and then like give him. He, I believe that he could definitely as a character. I believe him as a character now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae. Woo! Ain't no stopping her now. There ain't no way. Good lord, she's running through everybody. Yeah, I think she has. I think she really has cleared out the women's division this time. Like Candice LeRae was their last hope. She's the last big name person I can think of that Shayna Baszler is not beaten yet down there. And speaking of the NXT women's division, good lord, am I happy to see Dakota Kai again? Yes, return of Dakota Kai. I missed her so much. Um, I'm sad that she's not gonna be able to use the Canadian Destroyer anymore because her, you know, her oh, injury was her knee. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess not. So she's not going to use that move anymore. Yeah. She's more likely going to start using her Shining Wizard again or the Super Kick again. Yeah. Um, I miss that. I'll miss that move, but it is health first. Yeah, it's always health first. That's but I but it was such a unique move. It and was such a way to be set up from so many different places. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited for her once she created it. Yeah. You know, because it's so hard to be innovative nowadays. Yeah, it really is. It it seems like everything's been done from every position, and for her to create something, yeah, brand new, would have shot her straight to the top. Yeah, but as I said, you know, it's health first. Can't do anything too dangerous. Yeah, health first, and uh, she still got it. I mean, that's something that you probably never lose anyway. Right, but. Yeah, I'm excited to see her. I've been searching for her music online and can't find it. I'm <laughs> um, pretty mad about no that. Spotify. Yeah, it's not on Spotify, not uh, on uh, Apple Music, but let's get that on the books, guys. <laughs> so I can have that and jam to it. I like it. Uh, but back to Shayna Baszler. Right. She's pretty much beating everybody. Two-time women's champion, first and only. Uh, Sometime this month, it'll be a full year since she won the title back from Kyrie Stane. Yeah. At Evolution last year, sometime yep. in October. Yep, she's um just dominant. But she's I don't I don't see her beating Oscar's reign. I doubt it too. You know, she's the most dominant champion since Oscar. Since Oscar. You know, but it's nice to see a a new you know, dominant figure in the women's division. Yes, it is. In my opinion, this is the way Ronda Rousey really should have went. You know? Oh, so like you think uh, Shayna Baszler is what they wanted Ronda to be as far as wrestling-wise goes? I would hope so. You know, she is a pretty good wrestler. You know, but, you know, Ronda was more of a the main event yeah, thing. I was going to say, Baszler's, no way, uh, man. You know, Ronda's name carries so much weight, brother. I know. Ronda's name carries so much weight. Her her presence just does something to people. Not to mention she's on Total Divas this year. Yeah. And we're going to get to see how that goes. Truth be told, I think her WWE run, you know, kind of revitalized her. 
In the public eye? In my opinion, Ronda kicked the women's division up two or three notches while she was there. Think so? Not even a doubt in my mind. I mean, she definitely got more eyes on the women's division. Not even a doubt in my mind. Under her reign, they had the first ever women's pay-per-view, which she main evented. Under her reign, they had the first ever main event at WrestleMania. Under her reign, she got Becky, Nikki, fucking um, Carmella over. When did she get Carmella over? She, when when Carmella had that thirty minute match with her on Raw when they main evented, and people just started looking her at Carmella differently. I don't remember that one. I mean, Nia had one of the best matches of her career with Ronda Rousey yeah. at Money in the Bank for yeah, the women's title. That. You know what I mean? Like Ronda. You know how I feel about yeah, Ronda. So it ain't no. Yeah, it ain't no. No question about it. I believe she is the greatest woman's fighter to ever come along. Mm-hmm. Period. There's no question about it. But we got more shit to talk about, dog. Come on, right. stop getting me railroaded. Tag <laughs> team championships. The Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits. Love seeing Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish team again. They were my favorite tag team in ROH about four or five years ago. And I loved, love, love watching them hold them tag team titles. The fact that the Undisputed Era is standing so strong right now is crazy. Because not to mention, like a year ago or two years ago, they couldn't be touched then. Right, and now they're back to that. Now they're back to that spot. I mean, I think it is uh, more for the move to. Uh, for the move to the limelight, you know, the move to primetime TV for NXT. Yes. You know, now the, the, the Undisputed Era's got everybody talking, how they've got all the gold now, and that's great for them and great for NXT. Now let's talk about the returns. Yeah. Ben Failure was the <laughs> yeah. first person to show oh, up man, man. in NXT. <laughs> Finn Balor came back Finn. and got right up at Adam Cole. Yeah, now, now let me ask you this: Do you consider this to be uh, uh, a promotion or a demotion? You know, do, do you think that this means that uh, he couldn't make it on the main roster? No, I, I honestly think that going to NXT at this point in your career is like going to Raw or SmackDown. Now they have a two-hour show live mm-hmm. on the USA Network, so you're on primetime TV too now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So maybe those checks did get bumped up because now we're on TV. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think that it'll be once the draft happened. That's my question. Will they be drafting people to NXT also? Good Lord, I hope so. Because that would be really good for everybody. Yeah. And to be honest, uh, I don't really consider it to be a demotion, you know, because... I think Balor would be more appreciated there. They yeah. love him at full sale. Yes, you know, they do. I think this is a really good move for him. Yes, they he'll do. He'll get to show off. You know, he'll get to be in front of the, the crowd that appreciates him for the wrestler he, he is. He will. He definitely will. He's built a fan base there. Finn Balor was the most dominant uh, NXT champion of all time, yeah. actually. He was the longest reigning champion mm-hmm. uh, in NXT history. I know it's not uh, on our list of things to talk about, but... Uh, I think we should talk about how we're calling it the NXT Cruiserweight title now. 
Oh, really? I think that's a really good move, too. Like, as I said, uh, the Full Sail uh, audience, they would really appreciate the Cruiserweights. I think I, they should have done do. that a long time I ago. I think they should merge 205 with NXT. That's what they did. And I think they, they should merge the NXT UK, NXT, and 205 should all just, you know, be interchangeable, really. It all depends on... Um, if they're going to keep 205 on the network. I think that would be too much uh, going on right there to have NXT. But that's what's happening now yeah, because Imperium's down there. Yeah, I know. You know, a few people is one thing, but, you know, to have it every week, like, I think that yeah. would uh, lose the specialness. And they're doing their own thing over there in NXT. They're doing a great thing over there in NXT UK. UK, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just as popular as NXT over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do have their own unique thing going right, on. Right, they do. And we don't want to take away from them right. just to help NXT like, because it'll NXT. be a lot of people that'll be out of TV time. They only have two hours. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. So, I wasn't saying, like, merge them all together. I was saying, like, kind of draft from mm-hmm. that. I get you. When the draft happens. You want the right people to be in the right spots, cause I would, I would love to see how Alistair Black would do in the UK. Yeah, I would love that too. They seem, they, they seem like they would appreciate him and more and, over uh, there. And Balor, you know, and I Cesaro. Think that, uh, I think he's still wrestling matches over there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think it was just a one-time thing with the, uh, with the NXT Takeover special. I know he's on Raw and stuff, but uh, I think he did wrestle a couple matches over there. I gotta watch that. Yeah, um, but then uh, Tommaso Ciampa came back. Happy to see him, too. I really am. Now, I don't know if this was just a don't forget about me show up or he's ready to go show up. I think he's ready to go. I think he's been talking about how he's uh, how he's been feeling better and the surgery, you know, went well. He's all healed. I could swear I've seen them. I could swear I've seen that talk before, you know. I think he's ready to go. Well, we're going to have to find out in due time. I know it's not going to be right off the bat anyway. Yeah. They're going to uh, wait a couple weeks like before they decide. And, up. I mean, what if they just, they could go ahead and do Tommaso and Finn. Yeah. Throw Johnny in there or somebody to see who's going to be the number one contender because there really isn't a challenger right now. I know. Here's the thing, though. Do you think Tommaso Ciampa will get the same reaction if he was not wrestling Johnny Gargano? Because that was pretty much his thing, you know. That was a got him all the heel heat. You know, would it be the same? Are you insane? Would it be? Can you name a bad match that Tommaso Ciampa has had? Remember, I'm I'm, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna give you an example. Remember how he made me see how Otis Dozovich could wrestle? I'm not saying he has bad matches. No, he had those reactions, though. Yeah, uh, the, the reaction. Would he still get booed and whatever if he's not working with Johnny anymore? No, no. People are happy to see him right now. Right. So now he has to capitalize on being missed the way that Triple H did. Yeah. You know, it's going to take for him to make you believe that he's good and then do something real bad do you think it'll be a believable face? No. Like a really good Just face? like Triple H did. Yeah. You know, he was a good guy to WrestleMania until he beat Jericho and all that stuff. Then he did something dastardly. To Shawn Michaels. To make you hate him again. Yeah. I get it. 
and that's what it's gonna that's what it's gonna to take for Tommaso Champa to get back to where he was. He's got to make you love him and then shit on you, <laughs> so you can hate him. Again. So you can hate him again, and I believe he can do it. Yeah, me too. I believe I he can do it. So, because he was a good guy, remember leaving kind of by teaming with Johnny Gargano and all of that stuff that he was doing on Raw when they were. You know, together, and they were getting back to uh, liking each other and shit. And then he tried to turn on them, and Johnny kind of reversed it. (laughs) Right, then that ain't happening twice now. No way. Boom. (laughs) So he, I think Tommaso Ciampa could do it, but the question is, who's who's gonna be the guy that they pick? Is it gonna be Ciampa or is it gonna be Finn Balor? Uh, they're probably going Balor. Because he's got the main roster exposure now. We don't know. We don't know because Champa's pretty missed and well received. Yeah. So it's all up to them. I go to the mic, by the way. Oh, but um, all right, man. Let's switch gears and jump into AEW. Uh, they weren't lacking. No, I mean it was a good show. You know, it was a really good opening match. The opening match was my the favorite. opening match was Cody one of my and, uh, favorites Sammy Garvey. You know, Guevara. 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 Sorry, Guevara. Sammy Guevara. You know, I'm an AEW fan. I don't know why I can't pronounce that man's name. Yeah. But anyway, I'm always happy to see Cody, you know. Um, Cody's Cody knows what he's doing. He's Absolutely. safe. He knows how to entertain the crowd. That's w- what Cody does. You know what I'm saying? He does the safer moves to where you know you can hit it. Now, Guevara, on the other hand, was kind of botching things in the beginning. I was like, this is not a good way to start off. But it started picking up, and then the spot where he did the suicide dive, Cody was going for the suicide mm-hmm. dive, and Guevara pushed Brandy in the way, was what really brung the match back. Yeah, I mean, that was one of my uh, that was one of my favorite spots. You know, because that kind of showed that uh, Sammy uh, Sammy would do anything to, you know, win. Yeah. You know, and he did get booed. He got booed. Like hell after that. Yeah, and that brung back the heat that they they had and got people back invested. And then he started popping off these moves. And the boy boy could fly. Yeah, he can. He's got wings on him, most definitely. And the boy could fly, I'm telling you. He was, uh, he did hit the the double moonsault spot Mm -hmm. and turned it into a shooting star press. Yeah. Spanish fly. Yeah, the Spanish fly off the top. He was hitting that. He had a lovely shooting star press. They got yeah. reversed, and that was how the match ended. With was with the reverse, but um, he he showed off when he got the crowd back in, mm-hmm. and it was it was a good match. The way he sold that beautiful disaster kick was crazy. Good lord, he got turned inside out. That yeah. was one of my favorite beautiful the, the, the beautiful disasters I've seen. Yeah, so he, he turned him inside out with that. that one. And um that was a great way to start off the show because they had the they had to kick it off with a star that people know but mm-hmm. introduce a new mm-hmm. uh style and fan base, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to it. Uh it's a big big deal to be the first match on TNT in what, eighteen, 18 years? years? Like they brought that up on commentary. And that might have been why, you know, he kind of blew a couple moves in the beginning, you know, butterflies and everything. You know, it was a pretty big match. That's a huge match. No, but he brought it back. I'm happy to see it. And then of course at the end Jericho attacks Cody because at their next pay per view is gonna be it's gonna be Jericho and Cody for the title. 
Yeah, Jericho comes out and beats on Cody through the whole commercial break. <laughs> and would come back and he's still beating on Good him. Good Lord. Oh, man, I missed Chris Jericho. I really did. Jericho grabbed the mic and uh, introduced himself. I'm Chris Jericho. Le Champion. Le Champion. (laughs) Of AEW. Oh, man. uh, He's good. Yeah, Jericho, that's why I say he was the perfect guy to put the belt on. Because we needed that type of uh, exposure right off the bat. You need somebody that's going to be flashy. Everything can, Everything's a catchphrase for him. Yeah, a way to sell little, merchandise. Yeah, you saw he was wearing his uh, little bit of a bubbly shirt. Yeah, a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he needed that. But uh, yeah. the next match uh, was... MJF and I think it's Brandon Cutler was his yeah, name. Yeah, Cutler and uh, MJF. Now, uh, Friedman... Maxwell Jacob Friedman is his name. I'm not going to say his whole name because he wants you to or call him (laughs) MJF, but he is a character. I mean, he's one of them guys that's uh, that gets liked for being a heel. Yeah, he's he's a character. And they need some of those. They need some characters. They need some... Him and his douchey scarf and everything. They need that type of stuff. Yeah, most um, definitely. It's it, as long as he can keep, as long as his mouth can keep up with his ability, he'll be good. He's a better talker than he is a wrestler, most definitely. But he's not that bad in the ring, though. Right. You know, he's just better on the mic. You know, he knows how to push people's buttons, as they say. And um, then uh, they did. Uh, they showed their commentating team, which was uh, Tony Schiavone. Uh, uh, Jim Ross and Jim and, Ross. Yeah, and um, I like it. I like the team. I like the team. You got a wrestler who's calling all the moves mm-hmm. out and stuff like that. Uh, a familiar voice in Jr. and Tony Schiavone mm-hmm. for people who've watched both WCW and WWF. Yeah, you know, I was kind of surprised that Excalibur did do a lot of the heavy lifting on commentary. Yeah, he you know? he was pretty good at it too. And, yeah, he was. His, his voice is going to get familiar and it's going to get recognized. And this will be a person, if they do get another show, they can expand on it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And have him and another introduce another new person as a commentating team. I don't know if you heard this, but they're going to be doing this AEW After Dark thing. Yeah. Like, on, I think on their YouTube channel or something, they're going to start uploading the matches that didn't make Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, uh, I didn't hear about that at all. Yeah, I but did. That's that's, that's a gonna great be pretty thing. Cool. I mean, I haven't looked into it much, but yeah, that's gonna be a great thing, which will be good for you know another platform mm-hmm. for the the other guys to make their way to what we call the main roster now. Right. That's right. the people that make it on TV regularly. You're moving NXT. You're right. <laughs> You're moved because. Uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Rio. Yeah, they had their match. Excuse me. Yeah, I wasn't all really blown away by the match. You know, I'm sure that they're both pretty good wrestlers. I just was not feeling the chemistry. I guess. Yeah, I didn't. It. I want to say it was better than a regular match, but it was lacking as right. a championship match. I honestly think we got our hopes up pretty high. You know, the first AEW Women's Champion is going to be crowned. We're all expecting this barn burner, and it just 
fell flat of the hopes. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and then the, the finish wasn't all that to me. I don't know if that's... Because I've never seen Rio wrestle. I've never seen yeah. Nyla Rose wrestle. Yeah. But... Um, she likes to do those double, double stomps knees. and it, double it, it knees. It would seem like stomps and knees the whole match, though. Yeah, I mean, I think... I'm trying to think. I know she did a Northern Light suplex off the top rope or something like that, but yeah. I can't think of actually of a lot of wrestling wrestling moves she got off during that match. No, she was really getting tossed around a lot, yeah, but I, it's but it showed her toughness. Right. I think know, that's what that was the point of it to show how tough she was and still able to pull it out. Because Dyla Rose really put the beat really, down on really her. Really put a beating on her. Yeah. And um, it was it was cool though. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. And then the main event was uh. Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz, formerly known as LAX, right, against, against the, the elite. elite, Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. And then, like, towards the beginning of the match, Omega gets taken out by John Moxley. You know, they brawl all over the building and everything. And the Bucks are in a three on two handicap match from then on. Yeah. You know, it was a really good match, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's the Bucks, man. Right. They always put it on. That's the one thing I can say. I'm never really disappointed when I watch a Young Bucks match, ever. You know, I don't think they're bad wrestlers. I do think they're repetitive, though. You know? Yeah, they are. You know, a lot of big spots, yada yada, super kick. You know, and I'm not saying their moves are bad. It's just it's, they do the same ones every match. But everybody does. Right. That's how you get your. That's how you get over is by people being able to call out the moves that they know that you're going to do. People have signatures, and they whole match is a signature move is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, their whole match is their signature moves. Like, they do it better than anybody else, but... Their whole match is their signature signature moves. moves. (laughs) (laughs) So, but um, it was pretty good, as as you would expect. But the Young Bucks do lose um, with uh, Santana and Ortiz hitting their their move, and then Jericho hit the Judas effect. And uh, gets pinned, and then uh, Cody comes out. Right, and it ended with a big brawl and everything. Yeah, there was a lot of people brawling. And the one person we didn't expect to be brawling was Jake Hager. Good Lord. You know, Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger in the WWE, and I'm just not a very big fan. I wasn't a fan of Jack Swagger in WWE, and... Man seems to like to show up at wrestling events just to, you know. <laughs> I don't want to say ruin you them, but him. he ruins them for me. Swagger ruins everything. <laughs> I don't say he ruins the show, but he ruins the show for me. Like, cause they push him like he's some like he's some kind of unstoppable Terminator. They did the same thing with him a Lucha Underground season. They did four, it with WWE, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna do it here. Not a very big fan of this. <laughs> and he's undefeated in Bellator. And right. You know, he's just everywhere, apparently. Apparently. You can't escape him. <laughs> well, he that was pretty much how it ended with uh Hager standing with Jericho, Guevara, LAX, mm-hmm. and uh everybody standing tall, man. And uh it's it was a good show and it's it's the war is on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Wednesday nights are now my favorite nights of the week. Can't wait. I'm telling you. But WWE fired a shot back when they brought Friday Night SmackDown. Yep. 
And they kicked off the show with The Rock. The Rock. The Becky Becky Lynch Lynch and Baron Baron Corbin. Corbin. And Baron Corbin got a new nickname. Yeah, (laughs) STD. He's a super tough tough dude. dude. I swear that if that name sticks, that's going to follow him the rest of his career. (laughs) (laughs) STD. STD. Yeah, if it does stick. Because The Rock is known for ruining motherfuckers. Exactly. He does that all the time. And he has to come back and ruin somebody else. (laughs) and uh it's great we got to see him the people's elbow the rock bottom but i'm wondering my question is why they have him endorse becky instead of endorsing you know somebody else Oh, uh, because I think honestly think it is because they kind of sense the fire might be going out on becky lynch a little bit and you know they're trying to save it you know with the rock and right. being you know, able to the rock endorses her, you know, makes her you know, makes her look good. You know? It solidifies the man. Right. Pretty much. And uh I I was just, you know, thinking why have her why have him endorse her? But SmackDown came with it, dog. Mm-hmm. They had that tag title match. Yeah. Um with uh New was it New Day and the Revival? Was it? Did we get that match last week? I don't remember that. I know uh, Heavy Machinery had a little skit. I know Marshmallow won the twenty seven, the twenty four seven title like from Carmella because <laughs> he tripped over her running from Heavy Machinery right. with their s'mores and chocolate, trying <laughs> to make him into a s'more yeah. and pin Carmella and um. The the biggest, biggest thing was Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. Yep, that's what's got the internet talking. I timed this out. Almost eight seconds. Eight seconds. Kofi runs in, gets, gets picked up for that five, and that's it. One, two, three, new WWE champion. Like, if people did not like Lesnar before, they really do not like him now. Because most people feel that Kofi was done dirty. You know? I don't really think he was done dirty, you know, but uh, I'm not, I can't say I'm too thrilled about another WWE I am, uh, title right I have mixed Lesnar. feelings about it because the trend right now is matches ending quickly. Right. That's, that's kind of a trend right now, you know what I'm saying, with uh, Masvidal with the five second win over him, uh, Brock. Nobody said anything when Brock put over Goldberg in a few seconds. Yeah. That was like the hype. Couple thing. minutes, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the 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 thing right now. But I'm pissed at the fact that Brock has these long, great matches with these little guys like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, where he endorses them for looking extremely strong, but then Kofi Kingston gets done in and it makes it seem racist because he's the only African-bred champion, the only black champion. When they hit TV, he doesn't even get the barn burner like the pay-per-view matches that Daniel Bryan them gets. He gets put away in eight seconds. That's fucked up. Yeah, I can see that, you know, but... I think that they're honest in trying to make Brock Lesnar look like the old Brock Lesnar. You know, because don't forget what he did on Raw. Yeah, you know, we didn't did. talk about that. We, you know, we forgot to talk about he the He attacked fact. Rey Mysterio 
and then drug his son Dominic through out of the uh, out of the audience in there, and it started putting the beat down on him too. And that was the thing, cause uh, Rey Mysterio was supposed to have a title match that right. night, and that's why it ended up with Rusev and Seth Rollins fighting each other, cause Rusev took uh, Mysterio's place, mm-hmm. and that was his return. Right. So, um, but in when Brock Lesnar ends Kofi Kingston. Um, Cain Velasquez comes out with Rey Mysterio. Right. And this was a huge deal for us, for me at least. Yeah, Cain Velasquez, he did a a little stint in AAA. You know, he had a mask and everything. He was uh, the bull. And, you know, he looked pretty good in the ring. You know, he's pretty decent. And now I hear it's him and Brock Lesnar for the WWE title at Crown Jewel. That's really fast. Yeah, it is. But it's the big money match. That's what it is. That's why they're doing this. It's the big money match, man. You know, people want to see, I guess, two UFC stars fight for the WWE title. I don't, I don't know why, but... Now, I'm hoping that it doesn't end quickly or nothing like that because... Even in the UFC, Cain Velasquez smashed Brock Lesnar. You mm-hmm. know, smashed him. And um, that was in Cain's world. And now Brock is saying you're in my world and kind of take it to Cain a little bit harder. You know what I'm right, saying? Because you're saying. in my world now. There is no restrictions on me throwing you in the steps and using mm-hmm. tables and chairs and all that shit. But, so I'm hoping that's the way it goes. But they did have some stars in the house because we forgot to mention the the Braun Strowman Tyson Fury mm-hmm. spat. Yeah, I'd never heard of Tyson Fury before that. The Gypsy King is the heavyweight champion in boxing. Uh, there are a couple of heavyweight champions in boxing, mm-hmm. but Tyson Fury, uh, Andy Ruiz, and Deontay Wilder are champions. Uh, and Tyson Fury is one of the champions, and uh, he's a big guy. Yeah, fast, uh, mm-hmm. heavy hands, knockout power. Uh, good dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. Good dude. Anyway, I'm uh, I guess I'm kind of looking forward to you know seeing uh, Strowman uh, feud with another celebrity and everything. You know, he did that thing. He did that thing with them two guys at WrestleMania. And oh, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name. From Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He did that, and then he's, uh, I guess, going to do his thing with the heavyweight Tyson boxer, Fury. Tyson yeah. Fury. That'll be cool to see. Uh, they had a lot of celebrities in the house, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That was, uh, they panned the camera a lot, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, to, to keep talking about this Brock thing, I honestly think it was collateral damage, you know, because Brock did lose to Rollins the good twice this year, wasn't it? Yes. And, you know, they want him to be the champion going in on Fox, you know, the WWE champion. You got to make him look good, I guess. Yeah. yeah I think that's what it was. It was collateral damage. Uh, but Kofi did have a good run, though. Not to say that they treated him badly or anything. Yeah, Kofi Because had a I don't want to make it seem like it's all about the racist card or anything like that. But Kofi had a great run. And people got behind him so fast. And the heat built it up so fast that they had to run with him. And unfortunately, as I said on the show a lot, you know, people get bored. They got bored. I think they, I honestly think they got bored with him. You know, he didn't get uh, the big cheers all no, the way No, he still through. got them. Not, not the big, big cheers like he was when he was chasing the title. You know, there was a lot of people that jumped off the Kofi Kingston bandwagon. You know? Yeah, I think they just expected uh, uh, some type of change 
Like, uh, and we didn't get that change. Yeah, they expected somebody from the New Day to turn on them and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. But things didn't go, I guess, the way that they thought it was going to go. Right. They needed some big type of antagonist, great matches for him to have. And not to, not to say that he didn't have great matches because the match with Kevin Owens was dope. The hell, the uh, cage match he had with Dolph was dope. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The the thing he did with Samoa Joe, that was tough. He had some good matches. It was just he didn't have that uh, rivalry that set the championship off. Right. And I thought it would have been Randy, but they didn't go with Randy. They went with Brock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I thought Randy was going to be that rivalry. Yeah, me too. But you know, I kind of got rushed, I guess. You know, they didn't spend a lot of time on it. Not too yeah. much time, anyway. Yeah, because it, it had some history behind it. It right. was a good way to go. Randy was a devious person. Right. He could have done a lot to him. They two didn't factions. Do, yeah, they didn't do anything yeah. outside of uh, the the buildings or anything mm-hmm. like that. And Randy's known for, like, going outside, setting motherfuckers' house on fire, Triple H showing <laughs> up at his house and yeah. all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't get that. Right. But we still got so much more stuff to get to. And we, we got so little time. We're going to talk about Shane yeah, getting put uh, off TV this week. Yeah, because that, that was the main event. All right, the ladder match. But the ladder match wasn't the main event. Yeah. It was Brock and Kofi. Oh, Brock but, uh, and Kofi, but that the was a co-main. Right. It was a pretty good match. I really enjoyed this match. You know, it was a pretty good ladder match. They had match. all the big spots. Um, A lot of the setups were really fucked up, but yeah. they had all the big spots that we expected. Yeah. The leap of faith off the top rope through the table, the coast to coast, power bombs through the ladders, yeah. uh, Kevin Frog splash Shane on the ladder on the outside and broke mm-hmm. it. Uh, it had all the big spots you would expect and all the good stuff to bring to it. Okay, wins and now Shane's off TV. So we're, we'll see if Shane is off TV and how long this <laughs> lasts. Let's not get ahead of ourselves like that. But it, it was a uh, it was what I expected. Shane always does it. Always like he's. I always want to say Shane's my favorite wrestler. That's not a wrestler. Like he's getting up. But I can't age. even not call him a wrestler anymore because he's. No, see, now it's to the point where he doesn't even have to rely on the ability anymore. Shane's such a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. You just want to see him get his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you do. You tune in for the crazy spots he's going to do. Yeah, and he still does them. He em. still does them. Like, he's not letting his age stop him, you know? That's why I do respect Shane McMahon, you know, as someone... And, uh, you know, the business part and the wrestling ring. Let's not forget, Shane had the biggest pop I've ever heard. Good Lord. Like, there was one time where nobody on the internet saw this coming. Like, nobody heard it. Nobody done nothing. And it just happened. You know, like, it's so hard to pull a surprise off in the internet stage. And Shane's got the biggest pop I've ever heard. Ever. Ever. And as soon as he's gone, he's gonna miss him. I'm telling you, we always do. I mean, we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna be losing one of the best heels on the roster. The best heel on the roster. But I think it is time for him to, you know, kind of step back out of the spotlight a little bit, back out of the limelight, and uh, let the people on the active roster, you know, do it. They're not probably not gonna be able to do it like him, but 
you know, it is their time. All right, bro. Let's jump to hell in the cell. Uh, Without, with, I don't want to jump past Israel Adesanya winning the uh, UFC middleweight title from Robert Whitaker. People were pissed off that he had this amazing entrance. I don't get it. Like, all he did was go out there and dance a little bit, have a little bit of fun. I don't understand it. That was dope. That was a dope-ass entrance. He knocked Robert Whitaker out in the second round, and everybody was riding Whitaker, of course, because he barely ever lost at middleweight. He's been champ for a while. I had a only problem I had with him was he was on the shelf a lot. Mm-hmm. He always was injured. Uh, he only he defended his title against the same person, Yoel Romero, twice. So he wasn't that. I wasn't that big on him. Mm-hmm. But Adesanya is a young, flashy, dancy. I don't see the problem with that. He's always. I mean, I like him. Yeah. But uh, congrats to him. Yeah, big ups. Uh, hell in the cell, dog. Um. None of this, uh, during none of this uh, podcast have we talked about Fiend and Rollins yet. But the Fiend has been uh, attacking Rollins for... A few weeks now. Yeah, ever since, what was the last pay-per-view where he fought Braun Strowman? Rollins Strowman, I think that was the next SummerSlam. We know Rollins and Lesnar were Strowman SummerSlam. Uh... Uh, oh. uh, the pay-per-view that just passed. We can't think of it right now. Uh, Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. There it is. Okay. Thank you. Clash of Champions. Uh, after Rollins defeated Strowman, Fiend attacked him, and he's been attacking him ever since. The mm-hmm. Firefly Funhouse has all been about him. Rambling Rabbit loves Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, and he's... This match was the most disappointing ending that we've ever had. I honestly think it was pretty lopsided, to be honest. I mean, even before the ending, you know, Rollins just, he went in there and he beat him down. Yeah, he beat the hell out of him. Just kept doing stuff to him and he just kept getting up. And you see, they do that with Braun a lot. Like, it's like, it's so impressive he takes five FIs and that's what it takes to put him down or takes five. Four curb stomps and a pedigree, and that's what it takes to put him down. But the point is, he got put down. Yeah. You know, I realize uh, it makes him look tough, you know, when he kicks out all the finishers. But So, my sentiment is, everybody's upset. See, they think that it ended by DQ. Mm-hmm. But it was basically a stoppage. Right. Because Seth Rollins was... Stomping him repeatedly. He's beat him with a chair. He beat him with a ladder. He put all this stuff on top of him and start hitting him in the head with other shit. And the ref's like, you're going to kill him. This makes no sense to me. So he stops the match. And then Seth's like, is he dead? And he's like touching him. And then he... Two seconds later, it's the manable claw. Yeah. And everybody's in the crowd's chanting, restart the match. And I don't think that they, people didn't get the storyline at all. I mean, this. None of us got the storyline at first. I didn't get the storyline. But I believe that's what the storyline is supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's. uh, You can't kill the theme. Right. And honestly, I think people have a right to be upset. This is the second year in a row that there was a no contest in the Hell in a Cell main event. Right. And not only that, um, 
The whole match was in a red light. I didn't get the red light thing. I hated that. I really hated that. That red light stuff. It's like we were back in 1997 watching Kane wrestling. <laughs> right. That was that was dumb. But uh, I believe where they were trying to go with it, we just didn't get it. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty confusing uh, storyline to, you know, have to follow if, uh, you know, we didn't get a... You know, the build up there, like nothing led to this. Like we weren't expecting this. Exactly. Now, I wanted to save these so you can get it off your chest. Please don't. Bailey versus Charlotte. Charlotte wins the title for a 10th time. Get it off your chest. Well, I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not. No, you're not because Charlotte's the best. No, because they're trying to have her have as many reigns as Ric Flair. I believe so. Ric Flair had a 30-year career or so. Charlotte, she does not have a 30-year career. She's already a 10-time women's champion. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion... The more disappoint the the bigger story here is Sasha Banks losing again. That's I was gonna get to that. Like I don't I don't get this. I have one saving grace though, just one, and that would be Sasha Banks gets drafted to SmackDown. I'm hoping and I'm praying that's what's going to happen. To be just to be uh, to be completely honest, Charlotte Flair owes her one. She yeah, does. Charlotte Flair owes her five. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I think that Charlotte should uh, be the person to give her the actual title reign that she's going to get. I hope that Charlotte's the person to actually give her the title reign that she's going to get. You know, because I Googled this before the show. Charlotte Flair has held the, uh, the WWE Raw Women's title 242 days. And every single time she's won it, it's been on Sasha Banks' back. Everyone. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's true. <laughs> Four out of ten reigns. Four out of ten came from Almost Sasha half. Banks. Yeah, that's... this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, okay. Um... <laughs> I can't even keep going because it's the truth. I'm sick of this, man. <laughs> I don't know. This ain't, this ain't and I, cool. And I do, I and I do sympathize because Sasha Banks is one of the better wrestlers on the roster. And I'm honestly hoping and praying she gets drafted to SmackDown. I think it'll go better for her on SmackDown because they do, you know, pay more attention and ring work on SmackDown. I just hope she goes there. And yeah, blue hair, blue I don't gray. know. I don't. Yeah, that now that would be something to run with. Blue hair who runs the blue brand. That would be some shit to run with. And it makes all the sense in the world. But I just think that uh, Becky's had her time. And it's time. It was already time for her to give it It up. It would have been Sasha. I was hoping and praying. And I know that's what I believed that it was going to be. Sasha Banks was going to be the one to take it off. I mean, who's it going to be now? And I don't see anybody on the horizon. That's just gonna pop up and just whoop Becky. Not a better choice than Sasha Banks was. Not a not nowhere near a better choice. And then 
The other thing that I wanted to bring up was the little tantrum that Bailey had after the match that she had. And what do you think about if she changes any type of persona change? Because you really don't believe in her at all. I'm telling you, I'm sorry to have to say, but I don't think a heel Bailey would work. I know we all think so, that she could be no, some kind of badass. I don't see it. I'm not. See, I'm not opposed to. Her going from being the the joyous, I'm going to make everybody happy, to just being a sad person. Same preppy music, and she just comes out not dancing to it or no shit like that. It just comes out. It'd be whack. No raising up the... Or the guys raise up, and she just looks at them like... It'd be whack. This is stupid. I don't think it would work. And I have not been proven wrong yet, because this isn't working with Bailey. They had they had their biggest chance when she turned on, and they didn't run with it yeah. because it's not gonna work. I'm sorry. I know we all think she beats a kind of badass or something. You know, Hill Bailey's at the top of everybody's wish list, but everything that makes Bailey likable is a face. Right. You know, she's marketable to kids. She she's uh she got the the nice wacky inflatable tube men. You know, she's happy, Bailey she's go-lucky, she's... Everything that makes her likable is what makes her face. So, if she drops everything that makes her likable... She would be dislikable. <laughs> She'd be a heel. That's I doubt what heels it. are, dislikable. I doubt it, I really do. I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think she, I don't think she gained traction as a heel, to be honest with you. She's locked in as the hugger, let her stay the hugger. I hear you. But you always, you always do that. What? You don't, you want to say that nobody else can run with a different persona. You said the same thing oh, about you, Becky you Lynch. You Becky Lynch, okay? This Becky Lynch, this Becky Lynch, is not, it's not the same thing, Art. Okay, they're two different characters. Okay? But she did it, though. Yeah, she, she did tur- it. She turned on, on Charlotte. Becky and dressed started like a off as, Yeah, started off as a heel. But she dressed... Like a face. Yeah, okay, I admit that. You know, she had the bright colors and bright everything. Bright colors, the fucking glasses with the lights on them and shit. Oh, we got those. Dope. Those were dope, Art. The damn goggles. Like, yeah, I like those goggles. They're stupid. No, no, she they're not. Damn, I don't even know what she was, a mechanic or something? Becky Lynch is great either way. I'm just, I was just... And I think that Bailey would be great either way. I'm telling you, dog, it's not going to work. We're going to find out. And when it's when it doesn't work, you got to get on this podcast and say Bat was right. I'll eat crow. Yeah, you better as eat a whole J- lot of it. As JP would say, you better I'll eat get a lot back of- on the podcast and I'll eat crow. Because... You still haven't proved me wrong about Nikki Bella. Hey, speaking of JP, you know, we got a couple of minutes here. Speaking of JP, you know, I'm a, it's a big congratulations to JP because he just got uh, hired as uh, like a wrestling broadcaster at a, a wrestling company in uh, in Arizona. Yeah, you know, congratulations, the JP. Yeah, most My guy definitely. making big moves, always doing it big. Uh, you always have a home here with the Sons of Legends. Better get believe him back that. On so he can tell us about it. Yeah, be able to tell us about that. We'll definitely have to interview him about his new gig. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, it was so much going on, and I didn't think that we was gonna get through a lot well, of this we did. stuff. But we did. And, We're awesome. Um, just shit. Tell him where to reach you, bro. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. 
Uh, Y'all know where to hit me at. Rdog1 on Instagram. Rdog3 on Twitter. Arthur Quinn on Facebook. And you can always hit us at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com. Thank y'all for listening to the Sons of Legends. And we'll holler at you guys next week. Goodbye.